Welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. I am so excited to have amazing young people and their leader here. They are literally getting through to Washington, D.C. You know, they are speaking to the power brokers in the nation's capital and and getting them to make decisions that are better for animals, for people, for the planet. So I want to go straight out to Eloisa Trinidad, who one of the key organizers of uh, this organization. Eloisa, tell us all about it. What exactly is the Youth Steering Committee? Uh, thank you, Jane, and thank you for having us here. First, I'd like to clarify that I'm not their leader. Uh, they're really leading us in these efforts, and the Youth Steering Committee came out of the efforts of the Healthy Future Students and Earth Coalition. Uh, we're fighting to really uh, make plant-based food accessible to all students so they can make those choices that are better for the animals, for the planet, and also for themselves. Uh, these students really care a lot um, about what's going on, on this in this planet, and they care a lot of our beyond human relatives and we realized that we couldn't be fighting for this without centering the people who are most impacted uh, by the choices that our government is making that the USDA is making and so um, Chloe and I uh, from Friends of the Earth decided that we needed to change that and we really talked about uh, to our coalition and decided that we needed to form the Youth Steering Committee and in its second year now um, they are making tremendous uh, changes and advancing uh, plant-based legislation along with legislation to end factory farming. Wow. And you're doing so much. I was looking at the Instagram page. Oh my gosh. It's almost impossible to uh, cover everything you're doing. But I want to go out to Nancy. Uh, Nancy, you are one of the members of the Youth Steering Committee, Nancy Zhang. Uh, Tell us why you got involved and were you a part of any of the groups that actually went to Washington, D.C.? Yes. uh, So I got involved a couple years ago in this plant-based space. I joined the YSC last year. It was their first pilot year of the program and was absolutely amazing. Um, I've always been super interested in nutrition as a student. And so a couple years ago, I learned about all of the benefits of a plant-based diet, um, looking at like processed meats, looking at all of the harms that can come from some of these animal-based products. And so I got really interested in that. And I started trying to eat more plant-based at school, but ultimately found out the lack of options that we really have at school. And so that really motivated me to get involved with these amazing coalitions, with these amazing groups. And I joined the YSC and have been fighting for plant-based foods in schools ever since. Wow, you are a future leader of, I can tell, you are definitely destined for great things. I want to play a clip of Congresswoman Nydia Velasquez from New York, and she has really helped you. She has um, actually um, proposed a new law, and let's hear what the new law is and talk about the chances of it actually going to effect and why it is so significant. 
The bill will create a voluntary grant program for school districts to assist schools in providing healthier, climate-friendly, and culturally appropriate plant-based entry options to students. Providing students with plant-based entries, both healthy and sustainable, is a win for students. Research has shown that food production is responsible for approximately one-third of all United States greenhouse gas emissions and animal agriculture accounts for a majority of those emissions. Think about that for a second. Wow. And so she is proposing, break it down for us for a second before we get to the students. Eloisa, what is this bill that's being proposed? Why is it so significant? So the Healthy Future Students and Earth was first introduced in the 117th Congress or 118th Congress now. And this bill not only um, would support those schools that want to implement plant-based uh, menus in their school, but also um, that money could be used to train the food service workers. It would support organic foods that are plant-based in those schools. It would support any of the programs that could facilitate um, us moving towards a plant-based food system through the educational uh, institutions that we have in this country um, and that's extremely important because the, these students and the youth want to make those choices but if we go into these schools and we talk talk to them about humane education about the animals about the planet and then they go to the cafeteria and the only choice that they have are the bodies of other animals then we're failing them um, and so we really choose students from across the country that have different levels of experience with school food some of them have experienced food insecurity um, being unhoused um, you know not being able to eat in school and so we really are taking um, their story to these legislators and to these policymakers. And so we're coming at it from all different angles and all different uh, perspectives and to really highlight what's important. Uh, there's a bee around me right now. Sorry if I'm distracted. Well, we don't um, want to really affect change. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't no, want to kill, kill the bees. Bees are in uh, That's why we need collapse. a plant-based food system. Yes, exactly. Yes. We need a plant-based right. food system so we can protect the bees. Exactly. We've got a caller, uh, Nilo Farr from Dallas, Texas. Your question or thought for our panel. Byron, to meet the youth who are changing the world, um, you already have a congresswoman involved. Otherwise, what challenges is the youth steering committee expecting to face in wanting to change the corrupt federal policies towards vegan school lunches? Thank you so much. Oh, that's a great question. Let me throw it to Jasmine. Um, when you were, were you also somebody who was there um, going to the schools, uh, going in Washington, D.C., and talking to some of the legislators and the politicians? And what did you experience? Did you experience the typical bureaucratic, oh, yeah, I'm listening, but I'm not going to really do anything? Um, so I was able to actually talk to my staffers for my two senators, Diane Feinstein and Alex Pidelia, um for California. And I also talked with the uh, staffer for um, Scott Peters, which is um, the House of Representatives. Um, so because I am very lucky to be able to be in a state that very values um, 
environmental issues. Um, all of the things I talked about with how um, the animal industry and dairy industry um, is correlated with the environmental issues. Um, these my staffers really took that um, to heart. Um, and I also talked a lot about um, the importance of giving students a choice, um, especially students with different needs, health needs and religious needs or cultural background needs. Um, so they really were, um, they really took me seriously for that and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Um, I, although I was not at the USDA um, meeting, uh, some of my fellow committee members said that the USDA were quite dismissive of um, what we were asking for. Um, they didn't seem to really hear us um, take us seriously and they kind of dismissed um, all of the things that we said and what we mentioned. Um, so going moving forward, we're hoping that um, the future YSC members, um, the future YSC years will be able to um, be able to convince them further. But for now, we're, we're still holding tight. Well, let me say this. The USDA is run by a dairy industry trade group leader, Tom Vilsack, and it's his second time as the USDA um, leader. He also served under President Obama. He is a dairy industry trade representative. The USDA has been co-opted by the dairy industry. So uh, I'm shocked that you even got in there to talk to them. Um, I want to go to Nancy on this. Did you sense that they were uh, giving you sort of, yeah, you know, I've got to let you in here and talk, go ahead, but we're not going to do anything. Because there's actually, you know, been a long-standing effort to get plant-based milks in public schools across the United States. The global majority, which is people of color, and according to the National Institutes of Health, 67% of the population is lactose intolerant. And yet they are forcing, forcing kids to drink cow's milk when they are lactose intolerant. Um, did, were you, um, what was your take on the USDA as opposed to the legislature? Yeah, for sure. I was there at the USD meeting and we were super, super fortunate and appreciative that they were even willing to hear our perspectives. And so when we shared some of our testimonies, they were all super powerful. We come from a very diverse group of students with all different reasons for being plant-based, religious reasons, ethical reasons, environmental reasons, health reasons, et cetera. You just, you name it, we probably have someone who has experienced it. And I feel, and many of us felt that when we shared all those testimonies, we were sort of dismissed on some of our experiences. And they quoted that, we didn't have enough student demand to be able to make those choices and make those um, implement those choices to be in school cafeterias, which we found a little bit disrespectful since we were all there in D.C. telling them that there are many students around the country and in our cafeterias who want these changes. Well, I mean, that's outrageous. And I think you're very polite to say it was so wonderful that they gave us a hearing. They work for us. They're supposed to work for us, not for the dairy industry. So I feel like these folks who run the USDA, the United States Department of Agriculture, are for the most part morally bankrupt. They've been co-opted by the meat and dairy industry. How do we get around that? Because so many people have been trying for so long to get plant-based options. In a lot of school districts, you need a doctor's note in order to not get 
the cow's milk and get some plant-based milk, even when it's making kids sick, Eloisa? Um, I agree. And we were there, you know, uh, they led the meeting, but we had to jump in and we had to, they kept throwing a lot of tech technical things up into the room. Um, and I will say that there was at least one representative in that meeting um, that really was taking notes and listening to the students. And and we need all of them to do so, right? Not just one or two. And we had to jump in and, and really clarify some of the things that they were trying to present as the schools have all the power and we really highlighted the influence that they have and how um, a lot of the schools across the country are confused as to how or what they should do regarding uh, the milk the students are throwing out uh, that they don't want and so we're really pushing and part of our bill I didn't clarify that it's not just for the plant-based food but also includes plant-based milk and getting rid of those uh, challenges and in that People have. I mean, if you don't have the money to go to a doctor and you don't have the time, you shouldn't need a, a doctor's note whatsoever. You know, um, being lactose normal, as uh, Lauren Ornelas coined from the Food Empowerment Project, is not a disability. It, we are, are, you know, humans and we are not, you know, baby animals. We're not cows. And so we're going to not be able not only to process the uh, lactose, but the other um, ingredients in milk. So it's the proteins, it's the sugar in milk. There are different reasons why people cannot process dairy. Well, yeah. And, and the idea that, first of all, they're in crisis because kids don't drink milk anymore. <laughs> I've read an, a lot of articles to this effect. The idea of kids sitting down at a table and drinking a glass of milk, that is not happening anymore. Maybe, Jasmine, you can talk a little bit about the changes in the behavior of kids. Uh, most definitely. So um, I've seen in the trash cans at the end of every lunch period, so many cartons of unopened milk cartons. Um, and a lot of times, even though our school offers two different kinds of cow's milk, um, I've heard from my fellow um, committee members that their schools offer three or four different kinds of milk, yet there still isn't a plant-based milk option available for students. And this is really surprising considering so many people, especially of um, most most commonly known um, Asian descent um, that are very um, high probability in lactose intolerance. Um, it's quite discriminatory considering that milk is enforced onto students to drink even though we can't drink it um, due to either health or medical or cultural or religious reasons. Um, and I've seen even within my friend group um, and with the students that sit nearby me at lunch that they don't really drink milk. And at the end of the day, um, the school cafeterias are still stocked with milk. And what happens to the milk once it expires and we don't finish drinking it, I have no idea. But all this, all the production is Animals are tortured and babies are ripped from their mothers so that milk can be tossed in the garbage can. It's disgusting. Um, thank you for bringing us up to date in confirming what we already know, that most kids are not drinking milk anymore. And so um, it's getting tossed in the garbage, which environmentally is absolutely um, just outrageous, but it's also outrageous for all the suffering 
the animals go through and our tax dollars, which are subsidizing the dairy industry. In fact, the dairy industry would collapse and go away if it wasn't for government subsidies. Let's go to our next caller, Simone in Los Angeles. Your question or thought for our panel. Well, this is just such an important issue. Um, I'm with Social Compassion and Legislation, and we are constantly trying to figure out ways to um, to obviously spread the vegan message. And we had a lot of luck last year when we teamed up with um, Friends of the Earth and PCRM and even Animal Hope and Legislation was on that one. And we were able to um, convince the Gavin Newsom, who is the governor of California, um, to approve a $700 million investment to improve cafeteria food services um, for kids. And $100 million of that was dedicated to expanding plant-based sustainable food options. Um, And Impossible Foods was very helpful with that. So I think that, you know, they always say so goes, you know, once California does something, so goes the world. So I'm encouraged that we were able to get this done here and hopefully it will go state by state because parents are just uneducated. And what's really sad is that unless you have a vegan doctor, most doctors have little to no nutrition training and they will still tell you that you you need to, you know, go by the pyramid and that you need to, um, you know, have milk for healthy, strong bones. And we still even see celebrities doing the the milk mustache ads which is infuriating. So I'm encouraged by what California has done, but we really do need to go state by state. And I think that people, if they can, should speak to their legislators um, and ask them to um, help author bills that actually make it part of the budget, because that's going to be a huge you know, way to get the options into schools, whether it's, um, you know, just the milks or whether it's the impossible or beyond meat or whatever alternative just to make sure that children have the option. And once children have the option and they start to do their own research on social media, I think it'll just be an easy um, switch for them. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, Great comments from Simone Reyes, um, who is with social compassion and legislation. And it's great that that happened here in California. But then I have to say, Eloisa, There is a lawsuit. I'm working on a story right now where a young woman is suing a California school district because they will not give her plant based milk and they're still requiring a doctor's note. And she's in a lawsuit with them. So even when the governor says, hey, let's open it up to plant based milks, these school systems are so entrenched with the dairy industry. Yeah, I'll just add to that comment. I'm very familiar with what happened in California. I'm in New York and, you know, New York City is a global city. And, um, you know, we really lead in a lot of these changes as well. However, um, we can't continue to uh, say, you know, we just got put it on the state when the federal government is so influential, not only in the subsidies, but in the message that they're sending in the confusion that some of these uh, schools across the country um, are really having, right? If we cannot even offer water before milk, there's an issue there. Um, and, those, and so those different uh, rules and regulations really need to be done away with. And um, the rest of the country needs to have similar access 
boats, right? And so it's great that on the coast, we're making really great progress. However, overall, we have millions and millions of students. Um, and that's what we're asking the USDA. One of the things that the Youth Steering Committee is really demanding is that there be an advice, our Youth Advisory Council um, at the USDA so they can directly speak to the students to see what the students want, how they're being impacted by these decisions that our federal government is making, and um, to really involve the stakeholders because those are the students. I would hope that the um, Biden and one of the things that, yeah, I, yeah, I would hope that the Biden administration. Yeah, so one of the things that we're highlighting. Exactly, and we're highlighting that we need to involve those stakeholders. They need to be able to tell us there's about 38 million people in this country that are food insecure and most are family with children. We cannot continue to make these policies without including the people who are most impacted. Uh, when we were at the USDA meeting and you know, a lot of the students felt that they went to their legislators, right? Their state legislators, they're working within their schools as well. So a lot of our students do personal projects and are trying to influence just policy at the school level and they're having challenges and so when we go to these meetings they send them to congress then the congress sends them to the usc and then the usda sends them the students go here go here and our students are doing all of that and are finding challenges and barriers in in getting plant-based food and plant-based milk it's um, called the runaround it's called the, the runaround. runaround i would like to believe that the biden administration would be open to this, but how about this? The USDA recently announced more than $43 million investment in meat and poultry processing research expansion and innovation. They, our entire government has been co-opted by the meat and dairy industry. It is one of the reasons why we're in such a crisis. It's Democrats and Republicans, which is why I so appreciate Congresswoman Velasquez from New York uh, for taking a risk. It's a political risk when you speak out against the dairy industry because you're also speaking out against the pharmaceutical industry because they can't sell all those pills to people who are healthy and don't need pills. Now, I want to go to, we've got one of our participants on hold. We've also got a caller. Let's go quickly to our caller, Sarah in Beverly Hills, and then we're going to go to Nitya after that. Oh, hi. My question to you is um, twofold. One, I would recommend getting all the um, plant-based milk companies to go into the school. Way, all right. To you're the breaking areas and make, yeah. Um, my idea is to give plant free plant-based milk to the cafeterias and also get the PTA to um, get involved. Like every member of the PTA needs to know about what's going on with the dairy and give them the free samples too of the milk, of the plant-based milk. Like That's a really good idea. Into, yeah. yeah. Parent teacher association. Into, um, yeah. Yeah. If you got um, the, all the milk, the, all, like every type of uh, different um, plant-based milk companies to go into the different regions and the schools, and just have, they do it in grocery stores, just have them do the free pop-ups at schools. And then also at the PTA meetings, you, you have the information there because the parents need to know. You got to get to the parents. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Sarah. And um, I understand uh, Eloisa is telling me that they do involve the PTA and they do involve the plant-based industry. So now I want to go to Nitya, who is one of the students involved in this incredible program 
Nitya, if you could tell us what your involvement is and are you hopeful or do you think you got the runaround into the nation's capital? Yeah, definitely. So from my personal experience, I'm currently a senior at a residential high school. So when I faced having to change from a vegan to vegetarian diet just to supplement my basic nutritional needs, that's where my motivation to become involved in this movement really stemmed from. And as we went to D.C. and I had the opportunity to meet with the Illinois legislators, I actually learned that a lot of the staffers in the offices were vegetarian themselves. And it was an empowering experience to be able to feel listened to on a national legislative level. And although we did have some meeting, the meeting with the USDA in which they were very dismissive and did not recognize our ideas to their entire content, I do feel hopeful in the future of youth leading this movement because, as Eloisa mentioned, we are impacted most by the decisions made within school food, and we should have a leading voice in this movement, and I think that is the strongest factor. Wow. Well said. You guys are, you young ladies are so articulate, and you seem like you're already almost uh, ready for political office. Uh, Nancy, uh, let me ask you this. When you walked away from the nation's capital, did you leave thinking, oh, we got the runaround? Or did you think, hmm, well, we made some inroads. Maybe we can actually change this and get healthy plant-based food in the school system. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that Nitya just said. Um, I believe that we did get a bit of the runaround with the USDA, but in general, I'm from Indiana, so talking to my representatives and my senators, who um, they generally support the dairy industry, being from Indiana, and they were all pretty supportive of my um, of my suggestions, of my experiences. Um, so leaving with that, and also meeting with Congressman Bo Bowman, we we're able to chat with him about some of our experiences there as well. And he was extremely supportive. And so just knowing that there are allies in Congress with us, there are a lot of people who are sort of working against us and are making it pretty difficult for us to get these plant-based options in schools. But there are always people who are working with us as well. And we're really trying to unite with all of those different people to uh, bring about this common goal. I want to sort of drill down a little bit on the dismissiveness. What form did it take? Can you give me some examples, Nancy, of when you felt like, oh, we're, I'm being dismissed? Yeah. Um, well, this isn't my personal example, but one of the amazing YSC members, she was sharing an experience about some of the um, struggles she's had with a plant-based diet in school, in school food. And I remember a member of the USDA staff being sort of dismissive to her and saying right after she shared her testimony that there wasn't enough student demand to make these changes. And she was clearly saying that she was trying to make these changes at her school, but they, the school district was being somewhat dismissive of her. Um, and so just hearing those experiences being dismissed from our committee um, were just, it was really hard to hear. 
And, you know, it's it's a ridiculous argument. You're representing other students. What are you going to pack? 200,000 people into a room where you're having a meeting? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's it's a cop out. Let's go to our caller, Annie, in Sherman Oaks. Your question or thought for our panel, you steering committee. Hi. Yes. Thank you for having this show. Uh, this is something very uh, agitating to me. For years, I've worked. First of all, I want to thank all the panel and you, Jane, uh, working with uh, LAUSD and volunteering for years. I've witnessed not only the milk is being pushed to kids who are vegan. How can we stop these people? They actually bring a young cow to the school, telling the kids, cows telling you to drink their milk, and they give each classroom coloring books, pencils, and toys with our tax money, billions of our tax money, to convince little kids to drink milk. The vegan kids were told, and those who had allergies, they were told they're supposed to take that milk and just don't go and throw it in the trash. This is outrageous. How can we change this? And I know the campaigns of the animal agriculture is enormous. They've, of course, paired up with the government to do this. It gets overwhelming. What different ways can we do this uh, to try and change this? Because they've infested themselves. They bring a cow to a school where they're not supposed to bring an animal, a live cow, a young cow. So there Thank is so you, much Annie. that is overwhelming about this to me. Thank you. Those are really uh, upsetting observations. I know Annie has worked in the school system. She's called in before. So she's not just talking, you know, off the top of her head. She's experienced this. It's absolutely outrageous. We're going to take a very short break here on Voice America, uh, but we're going to stay live on Facebook and on Twitter and on LinkedIn and on YouTube and all of our other platforms. Uh, this, it, I honestly think this is perhaps the most important conversation we can have right now because look at this. Okay, this was just in the New York Times last week. Save the planet, put down that hamburger. Researchers, okay, examined the diets of 55,000 people and found that vegans are responsible for 75% less in greenhouse gases than meat eaters. So what that's saying is if people were to stop eating animals, and that includes dairy, because what do you think your hamburgers are? Those are spent dairy cows. Um, we could all reduce our emissions footprint by 75% immediately, beginning to reverse climate change. No other news media that I saw copied this. It was not on CNN. It was not on MSNBC. It was not on Fox News. It was nowhere. And the article wasn't even that easy to find on the New York Times website. So this is a travesty. And what we're trying to say is, wake up. There's a solution. You just heard it. If we switch from the breast milk of cows, and that's what it is. I don't even call it cow's milk. I call it cow's breast milk, because that's what it is, to plant-based milks all of us and millions and millions of school kids could immediately begin to reverse climate change. We have the power and they don't want us to know that we have the power. That's why stories like that are buried. All right, we're gonna take a short break on Voice America Radio. Stay right there. Our conversation is just getting started with the Youth Steering Committee. 
Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. We are talking to the Youth Steering Committee, and they are doing incredible things. They are going to the nation's capital. They're talking to the United States Department of Agriculture, where they were dismissed. But still, they got in there and they talked to them. They've also talked to their uh, U.S. senators and members of Congress, and they've had more success there. A bill is actually introduced that would provide access to healthy fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains, and uh, plant-based milks to school students. So I want to go straight out to Eloisa Trinidad with Chili's on Wheels, who's part of bringing this whole coalition together, the Youth Steering Committee. What are the chances of this bill? Tell us the name again. And what are the chances of the bill uh, sponsored by um, Bowman and Velasquez actually becoming law? So the Healthy Future Students and Earth Act, um, in this, uh, in the previous Congress, we had over uh, 40 um, uh, co-sponsors. And in this Congress, because of the way the Congress is, we're usually using it as a mobilizing and organizing vehicle. We're going to continue to reintroduce the bill um, until the bill passes. Um, I will say that the coalition has really uh, made some headway. Um, last year, we got language included in house ag appropriations that support the work that we're doing for plant-based milk and plant-based school food. Uh, we have done campaigns uh, for the um, uh, guidelines for Americans, um, and we really mobilized 
institutions and organizations and students across the country to submit their comments to the Federal Register, which the USDA asked uh, really uh, questions and comments on plant-based milk and plant-based school food. So we are seeing uh, the fruits of our labor and those of everyone who's working on these issues there. Um, and while that bill may not pass during this Congress, um, it is affecting the conversation in Congress and we are uh, really making progress regarding these issues. So that's so great. We have. Yeah, I mean, what I would like to, to say understand. is the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Uh, there's the environmental impact. There's the health impact. Right now, Nancy, this is one of the first generations in American history where the longevity rate is going down. So children and grandchildren can expect to live fewer years than their grandparents because our health is deteriorating. And when you sit down to watch TV, and I sit down and watch the news, all I see are either fast food commercials, which are trying to get us to eat chicken, or meat, beef, pork, or drug commercials that say, here, take this if you have high cholesterol. Take this. I mean, it's, 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 it's in maddening. It's maddening. But that's the reason why you don't see the solution on mainstream TV. The advertisers run the show and the advertisers are the very corporations creating the problem. Yeah, absolutely. As a teen interested in nutrition and health, that is something that is on my mind every day. The fact that we have the solution to a better health, better lifestyle for all humans, for all beings on this planet. But there's just so much influence that some of these corporations and industries have on advertising, have on our health in school cafeterias. They're telling us what we can or cannot eat and drink. There's just so much control over what we can do when we have the secret to living better lives in our pockets. And you are how old? I'm 17. Oh my gosh, and you're so articulate. So as somebody who's 17, do you get panicked thinking, well, you know, it's gonna be a climate apocalypse if we don't figure this out soon? Yes, for sure, a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, but just knowing that there are so many amazing youth like me um, on the Youth Steering Committee, beyond the Youth Steering Committee that are working towards a better future on these issues, um, it's really inspiring. Um, I want to ask uh, Eloise, and then we'll go to Jasmine, how many kids are involved in this? So we pick 12 students from across the country each year. Uh, the program is between three and four months long, um, and they become part of the larger coalition. So they always remain um, in doing the work if they so choose to. And, you know, if we had more funding, we would have more, more students. It's quite an intense program. Uh, they're learning how to lobby. They're learning about the food system. And they're also doing their individual projects, which some of them choose to work on bringing plant-based school foods into their schools or do stories, um, you know, children's books. I mean, they're doing everything that they can. And so it's also a professional development program. And they're learning how to be, in a way, professional activists in order to change this very horrific food system that we have. So let me ask you, Jasmine, uh, when you were, you said you got a better reception, correct me if I'm wrong, when you talked to your representatives than the others got from the USDA. But if so, what are they going to do about it? It seems like 
those, with the exception of Velasquez, Bowman, Corey Booker is doing a lot. Um, It seems like with the few exceptions of people who've woken up and realized we're destroying our planet with animal agriculture, the others, they're giving lip service. I mean, why can't, why is it up to you as a child, as a 17 year old, to have to solve the world's problems? Did the members of Congress and the senators proactively say, oh, yes, uh, we realize that you can reduce your uh, emissions footprint by 75%, so we'll proactively help you get uh, plant-based foods and um, plant-based milks into school? Or did they just listen to you and go, oh, yeah, okay? Yeah, so... um the senators and um, House of Repres- uh, the congressmen who I talked to were pretty accepting, and they they agreed with all the, the points I made with um, how bad the carbon emissions and how bad the water pollution has been due to um, factory farming and the milk industry. Um, the reason why a lot of youth members are going up to the hill to lobby is mainly because most of the times. Um, People in Congress, they hear from a lot of adults and that change in perspective, like hearing from the youth is extremely powerful because we're younger and we're the ones who are directly impacted. We're the ones who actually eat the food at the school cafeterias. We're the ones who are going to live longer and have to um, bear the, the environmental impacts that we've done to ourselves in the past. And what's really important is that adults realize that their actions are really going to impact us and that we're speaking up for it and we need we need them to be able to listen and hear us. Now, there's a lot of different bills. Uh, let me go to another one that uh, came up in your Instagram account, which is kind of where the hub of everything you're doing. Uh, this one, the Healthy Future Students and Earth Pilot Program Act. What is this, Eloisa? Um, so this is the bill that we're working on and that's why the coalition was formed. Uh, and in this bill, we really are advocating for plant-based school food um, and plant-based milk across the country and organic food whenever possible. Um, and this is one of the bills that the students were advocating for. However, they asked the their legislators to either oppose or support about between five and six bills. There was the Whole Milk Act, which is now in um, Congress, which opposes basically everything that we're doing and they're trying to get more um, whole milk made from you know cows breasts um, into the schools Um, and some of the bills that you you mentioned Cory Booker before and so they were also advocating for their legislators to endorse this bill so they were asking their legislators to take action um, right then and there Um, not just to be aware of the issue but hey here are about six bills that you can endorse endorse or oppose these bills including the EATS Act as well so they were they were asking for immediate action yeah and the eats act for people who don't know is a very dangerous bill that would undo all the legal protections that have been um achieved for factory farmed animals throughout the united states factory farmed animals are kept in hideous conditions they are suffering extraordinarily and pigs which pigs are smarter than dogs they're kept in crates the size of their bodies never able to turn around. They go mad from the um, deprivation of being even able to scratch themselves. Here you see, there they are lined up by the thousands in these warehouses. 
The only time they ever see the sky is on the ride to the slaughterhouse. It's industrialized torture. And if it bothers you, don't be one of the Americans who eat 66.18 pounds of pork per capita per year. Because that, at the end of the day, is the ultimate reason why these animals are being tortured. So the EATS Act is a very dangerous act. What, what happened was California passed Prop 12, which outlaws the sale of any meat from these hideous pig gestation crates. And so the pork industry challenged Prop 12 because, again, California is about to become the fourth largest economy in the world. It's already the fifth largest. So when they lost uh, the will of the people, the California voters said, no, we don't want any meat created by uh, pig gestation crates, pigs kept in these horrible crates to be sold in California. That, that affects everybody. It's the fourth largest economy. So um, they went to the Supreme Court to try to get Prop 12 overturned. And the Supreme Court sided with the people of California and Prop 12 is scheduled to go into effect. But now they're trying something called the EATS Act, E-A-T-S. If you, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. These animals are already living in horrific conditions and it would make it even worse. Any modest improvement will be wiped out. So please let your representatives know about the EATS Act. Don't vote for it. Vote against it. Nancy, were you able to talk about the EATS Act at all to anybody? I know personally I did not talk about the EATS Act with my legislators and my representatives, but I'm sure that Nitya or Jasmine did. I mostly focused on other bills, such as the Healthy Future Students for Earth and Earth Act, and also opposing the Whole Milk for um, the Whole Milk Act. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah. no. All right, Jasmine, what about the EATS Act? Yeah, um, I also talked about the Healthy Future Students and Earth Pilot Program Act, but I did touch on the EATS Act, which essentially takes away the power from the states to um, over agriculture issues, and it turns it over to the federal government. So basically everything that Californians have voted for through the propositions, they're basically going to be wiped out, and all of the all of the things that keep animals like somewhat like less less tortured um, in the meat industry are the things that people voted for. And if this EATS Act continues, then all of our votes will be discredited. And that's the main thing that's that's gonna it's gonna silence all of the California voters. And that is that is not democratic at well, all. Well did you talk to your representatives about it? Yes, definitely. Um I talked to um both senators, uh, Senator Saffers and um, the HOR for Saffer, and they all agreed with it, and they thought that it's really important that we we do not silence the California's voters' voices, and that is it's really say, important. That, I'm sorry, yeah. to, I don't want to grill you, but did they say they are going to vote against the EATS Act? They said that their uh, their senator is most likely going to vote against it. Dear God, and you can't, you know, this is the most likely, that's, that really upsets me, most likely. Nitya, you are still online. Will you tell us your experience with the U.S. Senators regarding the EATS Act? Yeah, for sure. So, as I brought up the EATS Act to the Senators that, the offices of the Senators that I met with 
in um, for the Illinois area, I did receive some input about how the staffers that I met with themselves are vegetarians, so they support the act. However, they did not provide any specific details at I'm all sorry. about. I want to. I want to jump in and say you don't want to support the act. With the Eats Act, you want to vote against it. The Eats Act is being sponsored and created by the bad the bad guys who want to further torture these animals. So continue on. What exactly did yeah. they say about the Eats Act? Correct. So as I brought it up to the staffers that I met with, they did say that um, although they agree with going against the Eats Act, that they are unable to provide any information about how their senator will vote on the act. So it was a very indefinitive argument and statement that they made to me. And as a student that was going all the way to D.C. to lobby for that, it was a little bit discouraging to hear that come from the office. It's outrageous. I'm, I honestly, it's so upsetting that these senators and these members of Congress can't just come out and say, yeah, we're going to vote against the EATS Act. It is an abomination. Uh, these animals, you know, the greatness of a nation can be judged by how it treats its animals. This happens to be a Canadian pig farm, but they're, they're all the same. Every time any organization goes undercover, that's dogs, okay? That's dogs bound for a live animal market. Now, people are outraged by dog abuse, which I am as well. I have two dogs. But when it comes to other animals, they don't seem to care that much. So let's talk big picture. What are your hopes and fears, Eloisa? Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, we know that this is challenging. We know that creating systems and systemic level change is challenging. But beyond us asking folks to go vegan, we have to fight for that systemic change. So we're ready for that fight and we're hopeful. I will tell you that the Youth Steering Committee is one of my favorite programs. These youths really inspire me to continue fighting. They're extremely intelligent and dedicated and powerful. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to keep pushing forward. We have to be there for to represent the animals, the planet, our beyond human relatives, and all the people who are uh, really suffering uh, as well because of this horrific food system. Um, so if we're not there, if we don't push to be at the table, trust that those animals exploitation industries are and always will be. Uh, so we really have to talk to uh, demand from our legislators at every level, local, state, and federal, that they support a plant-based food system uh, so we can protect our beyond human relatives, uh, the planet, and our fellow humans as well. Are you able to make the racism argument when it comes to dairy because the greatest lactose intolerance is amongst people of color. Can you address that, Eloisa? Um, yeah, and I can also defer to the students here. Our coalition really is majority BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and other people of color led. Um, and so they definitely bring this argument um, into these meetings. And I'll pass it over to the students if they want to share um, anything regarding um, how they spoke about milk and other different um, dietary reasons as to people as to why people don't eat animals. All right, Nancy, take it away. 
Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. That is definitely such an important factor. I have many friends who are vegetarian due to religious reasons and growing up seeing them not being able to eat school food some days um, and having to go hungry some days rely on snacks if they didn't bring a lunch for that day was really heartbreaking for me to see and for me to reflect on now. Um, and then also just the amount of lactose intolerance people of color that are in schools. We have so many people of color in schools that can't process milk, yet there's no non-dairy milk options at most schools. And I've personally heard from so many students that if there was soy milk or if there was a more affordable option for them that was non-dairy milk at schools, that they would most certainly take it. And what about you, Jasmine? Have you either been able to make the argument that it's racist to force um, BIPOC community to consume dairy when the overwhelming majority are lactose intolerant? Yeah, definitely. I actually experienced this firsthand as I am lactose intolerant. As so with my other um, other East Asian friends who are also lactose intolerant, another big thing that I would like to bring up is that I... Um, since I have an um, inflammatory disease, which is atopic dermatitis, is a skin inflama- inflammation disease, um, and consuming foods like milk and red meat can trigger my eczema or atopic dermatitis. And so these things like um, chronic illnesses and also just allergies and um, inability to digest um, what we're not supposed to digest in the first place, which is the breast milk, is really, really, it's really terrible that we're discriminating groups of people who cannot have that. And Nitya, you get 30 seconds. Your your comment on the racism that is behind the forcing of kids who are lactose intolerant to consume dairy. Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in a vegetarian and also like predominantly plant-based family because of religious reasons. And a lot of the people that I grew up around also did not have the ability to process lactose. And coming from a a person of colored, like, background and perspective, it's definitely felt that sometimes our opinions and issues aren't heard because other people and people in power have not had the same lived experiences that we have. Uh, you put it so well, you guys, you you young women are so articulate. Uh, we've got uh, so many comments here from people who really support what you're doing. Uh, it always seems impossible until it's done is how Nelson Mandela put it. It is an uphill battle, but I am so excited that the Youth Steering Committee exists. Thank you, Eloisa Trinidad, for bringing them all together. And we will stay on top of this. Hopefully some of these bills will pass and the EATS Act will be defeated. We'll see you next time here on Unchained TV. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, Have a peaceful week.